not formed upon like no other and no one can break what we have created from the ashes of the data fight media network and the ruins of half a lifetime spent speaking truth to power this is Alex John's Ring of Tyranny. There is no poison, no creation, and no medicine to cure what we have. You don't laugh at the misfortunes of billionaires. You laugh, you laugh when I tell you to laugh. That's when you laugh. Well, hello everyone and welcome to Ring of Tyranny. You have joined us on a very, very special day, May 23rd, 2019. A glorious day to be a wrestling fan. Not to mention a glorious week, a glorious month, a glorious year. Uh, the year 2019, the year wrestling fandom fell headfirst into a battle for the ages, a resurrection of a phoenix, the resurrection of a phoenix into the personhood personification of the American dream versus the evil empire run by Vince McMahon at the WWE. You are listening to Ring of Tyranny, and I am your host, Alan Johns. You are listening to the only hashtag WrestleCast in the hashtag WrestleCast nation, hosted by an ex-truth teller such as myself, and I thank you for joining us. First things first, you're dealing with the worst, but the worst uh, may not be so bad anymore, because the worst happens to have a patron! We have a patron on Patreon, everybody! This is a huge, momentous day! A huge occasion! A huge occasion! Uh, his his name is T.E.C. Beard, and we'd just like to say thank you. Uh, he's in a confusing, a confusing little message there, uh, asking where the Cage episode is. I assume he means Christian Cage, who is, of course, uh, Dweebus, the space alien, a.k.a. Skinner, a.k.a. Sammy Callahan, a.k.a. Curry Man now, a.k.a. Black Rain, a.k.a. the Cowboy James Storm, a.k.a. Uh, consequences creed aka christian cage but uh, that episode i that's episode 26 i believe that's where he i mean he was well dweebus takes many names because even though dweebus is a space alien that once invaded uh our planet and destroyed my previous show uh uh, truth-telling operations I may refer to as conspiracy theory theorizing that was on uh, four hours a day seven days a week we had a presence on AM radio and ever-expanding presence on the internet we had a website we had a forum for our truth-telling uh, fans to speak to each other and it was growing it was growing and then Dweebus the alien came and smashed it when he pretended to be a skinhead and, and, and amassed an insurgent group of rival truth-tellers whatever that means against me to take down my operation which he did so, uh, TEC Beard, our glorious first, uh, patron, um, I hope that answers your question. Anyway, uh, Dweebus is still around, uh, he just keeps changing his name because even though he is a space alien with the capability to contact us here on Earth, and as far as we know from NASA and our government's announcements, we are not, uh, quite fully at the capability of contacting a space alien such as himself if we were to reach out. Uh, he has that technology, but uh, whatever they do on their planet, I mean, on their planet, they even have a version of wrestling they call Nookie, but they, uh, uh, well, different strands, you know, they, uh, things things go differently in different places, and on uh, on, on Dweebus's, a.k.a. Skinner's planet, wherever that is, uh, 
they never developed the technology to Google. So Dweebus, unfortunately, cannot Google the uh, names. He keeps trying to choose new names. He's the one that didn't want to be uh, known as Skinner. I just call him Dweebus because at this point, he's gone through about six or seven or even eight uh, TNA, pre previous uh, TNA stars. Uh, regardless, um, I'm, I'm not sure why you'd want to listen to his... Um, his uh, interference, his he he interferes and he puts up these episodes of the podcast. He interferes in our RSS feed. I, I'm not sure how he does it. Uh, for a time, he was interfering with the show generally with his laughter, uh, his spooky laughter. He would kind of pepper in the show. But as you heard, um, if you listened to that last episode with his Money in the Bank predictions, which were okay, I guess. I watched some of the pay-per-view, and we will get to that uh, later in the episode. If you listen to that, um, you heard, uh, well, he chose the name Curry Man, which uh, I, ha I, I mean, I guess, you know, we're just dealing with the infinite possibilities here at this point. And uh, one of those infinite possibilities, which seems like it should be a impossibility, a complete impossibility, that a uh, being in whatever capacity, that two beings in this universe would name themselves Curry Man, one on accident, um, well, accident only because... He thinks it's a unique name that nobody in the universe has. He is, of course, wrong. There are now two spiritual entities uh, known as Curry Man, though I am uh, more than positive when Skinner, a.k.a. Dweebus, a.k.a. Sammy Callahan, finds this out. He will change his name again, most likely to another uh, TNA, uh, ex-TNA star um, that he is not aware of because, as, as I just said, he does not have the capability to Google whether uh, that name is already taken by somebody in the universe, um, I would like to assume he wouldn't take it if he knew that was the case. But he tries. I mean, you wouldn't think anybody else in the universe was named Black Rain either. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can't blame the guy. Well, while he's not really a guy, he's a space alien, but you can't blame him for trying. But uh, if you listen to his episode and um, if you're hearing the drum beeps and the blops, that's definitely him trying to interfere because maybe I'm embarrassing him. But if you listen to his Money in the Bank predictions, which he was about 50-50 on, we'll give him that. He was about 50-50 on his predictions and we'll address that later in the show when we talk about Money in the Bank when we review the pay-per-view. Um, we, he, 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 uh, Sk uh, Dweebus, a.k.a. Skinner, a.k.a. Sammy Callahan, a.k.a. Consequences Creed, a.k.a. Christian Cage, a.k.a. Curry Man, a.k.a. Black Raid, a.k.a. The Cowboy James Storm, a.k.a. Oh, I believe that's it. Uh, he made his predictions, but he also, he was kind of begging, he was kind of begging for us to continue the coverage of, of WWE on this podcast because he listens to this podcast. Apparently, he doesn't like to listen to other podcasts. He's familiar with me. He is, of course, referring to destroying my life for three years, but uh, anyway, uh, he wants us to keep talking about WWE. Well, you know, it makes me kind of wonder, Dweebus, if uh, it's perhaps you that sarcastically would become our first patron. And that's fine. Um, I'm going to assume it's not. Uh, there's a little picture of an, of the X-Men um, on our patron's uh, page, his Patreon page, uh, because you have your own Patreon page when you, I guess even when you're just subscribing to, some, to someone else's pa Patreon page, a creator's Patreon page, you have your own Patreon page, but... Our patron, uh, T-E-C, uh, Beard, well, he's a very special guy. And even if he's not really a guy, he's a space alien, 
He's very special to me. He's a very special intergalactic entity to me. Entity to me. And T.E.C. Beard. Um, well, we're going to do a little song for you because you're the first patron of the show. You're the first, uh, the first person with the guts to uh, put, out, put it out there, put it in writing, put it in metadata, metadata that cannot be erased. That you are a fan of the show. You support this show. You have subscribed. We do not want to let you down. So we are going to uh, play a little song for you here. So Beard, uh, T.E.C. Beard, even if you are um, simply Dweebus, uh, assuming another identity that isn't his, uh, which he is at to do that's okay we're gonna sing a song for you so t-e-c bad thank you for your bad t-e-c bad thank you for your bad you commented but you made history with um alan and birdie so thank you patron our first patron Um, excuse me, excuse me. Um, yes, uh, okay, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We have a first patron. His name is T.E.C. Beard. Go on, uh, go on Patreon and tell him thank you. Tell him thank you for joining, for supporting the show. If you want to send us, uh, messages, you want to say thanks, you want to give us your criticisms, your comments, your compliments, uh, send them. Email them into Ring of Tyranny, R-A-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y at gmail.com. That's Ring of Tyranny at gmail.com. Be sure to send all your emails there. And if you want to support the show, like the, uh, glorious, uh, intergalactic entity that is T-E-C Beard, Head on over to patreon.com slash ring of tyranny. That's R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y. Uh, patreon.com slash ring of tyranny. Head over there. We got a couple of tiers to subscribe at. Go ahead and sign up and subscribe. Uh, we're going to uh, change gears a little bit here. We're going to shake it up uh, a bit. We've got the, the movie review segment. It's the segment uh, with our executive producer, Bernie Prezito, who works tirelessly to bring you this uh, this pod, this hashtag WrestleCast every week. Uh, he's going to have a movie review for you. Uh, I believe he's beginning his series on the filmography of Mark Wahlberg uh, this week. So let's, let's jump in uh, to the new segment of the segment. Bernie's Flick Packs. Thanks, Alan. And welcome, everyone, to Bernie's Peck Flocks. Um, we are indeed embarking on a journey through the filmography of Mark Wahlberg this week. And I'm sure everyone's pretty, uh, pretty hot with anticipation of that. But I'd like to take a second first as the esteemed executive producer of this uh, WrestleCast to thank... TEC bid our first patron. Welcome aboard, uh, sailor. Hold on tight, because it's about to get wild. Anyway, this week on the segment, we are reviewing the 2013 Michael Bay film starring um, Ed Harris and Tony Shalhoub and Dwayne The Rock Johnson from your world, Alan. Pain and Gain. This movie has Mark Wahlberg as a scheming uh, personal trainer who works at a gym, and he personally trains uh, Tony Shalhoub, who's a rich man, and he and The Rock and another personal trainer kind of conspire to steal Tony Shalhoub's rich man life, and they do, by they kidnap him and torture him. 
Uh, I kind of enjoyed this film. It's amped up a lot, and Mark Wahlberg's a crazy character. Maybe I could have taken a couple extra hits of CBD oil, and it would have been more fun. Um, I give it a thumbs in the middle. Uh, so stay tuned next week for uh, the second installment of the Mark Wahlberg series, which will be about uh, the film Ted. Back to you, Alan. And thank you again, TEC Bid. Well, thank you, Bernie, for that review of the film Pain and Gain. I have seen the film, and uh, it was entertaining enough, I guess, in that raunchy, soulless sort of, uh, you know, the characters they're depicting are kind of messed up there. As a Christian man, there were a few things I did not particularly enjoy or feel the need to experience. I believe I, I don't even know if I finished the film, honestly. In the middle somewhere, sure, but... Anyway, uh, I know there's some winners in that Mark Wahlberg filmography you'll be stumbling upon soon. On to, uh, uh, well, on to the week in wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, uh, we had a Money in the Bank pay-per-view that we've been leading up to for a while here. Uh, I do believe, well, of course, if you've been subscribed to the pod, to the WrestleCast, you've gotten the episode of Curry Man, a.k.a. Dweebus, a.k.a. Skinner, made his, uh, his Money in the Bank predictions. He was about 50% correct. Um, yeah, you know, um, so... You know, we can run through the pay-per-view real quick. Uh, THC versus the Usos. Uh, Dweebus picked the hemp uh, champions of Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. He was, of course, wrong uh, about that. The Miz versus uh, Shane McMahon in the cage match. He picked the Miz, and he was uh, right about that. Roman Reigns versus Elias. He was right to pick Roman Reigns. Money in the Bank women's match. He picked Alexa Bliss. He couldn't be... More wrong. Um, The Ray versus Joe match. He actually didn't even mention that one. I chalk it up to not having the the capability to Google things. Uh, The Tony Nese versus Arya Davari match. He chose Davari. He was, of course, wrong. Uh, The men's Money in the Bank match. He chose Finn Balor. And he was wrong. Brock Lesnar showed up. I'm actually... Well, I'll talk about that in a second. But... The Lynch versus Evan match, he picked Lacey Evans, he was wrong, and the Lynch versus Flair match, he picked Charlotte Flair, and was unfortunately right. I don't like it when Dweebus is right. I don't like it when Dweebus is, um, basically telling me I have to cover WWE. I don't like Dweebus! And I want you to, uh, I want you to lay a, a beat under here, under me Bernie here, because I'm about to, I'm about to go off on this guy. He's not really a guy, he's a space alien. And he's a space alien that's been a thorn in my side for just about long enough. So for Dweebus, you who came to this planet to destroy my work, to destroy my operation, the way I made my money and supported my family, and stuck me, got me stuck on this farm, this organic farming operation somewhere in Texas, I'd rather not be specific. Well, Dweebus, for you to be begging me to cover WWE, well, that's just rich. And not rich like the million dollar man, but uh, rich as in full of the the BS. It's dense with BS. Uh, and this ain't so much of a promo as much as it is a slow-mo. A slow-mo punch left right to your head or squid tentacle face or whatever the heck it is you have out there and wherever the heck it is you're from. 
You want to invade my nightmares and take the form of Pentagon Jr. You want to invade my nightmares and scare me and take the form of Pentagon Jr. like the Lucha Brothers. Like you own the Lucha Brothers. Like you have some sort of connection to the Lucha Brothers. Well, you don't. You're nothing but a floating entity that can inhabit particular forms, including skinheads, which is the form you chose, which says a lot about you to me, buddy. But I guess you don't have the capability to Google our history, so maybe you didn't know the full extent of the terrible choices you made. But you know the full extent of the terrible choices you make here. The terrible predictions you make here. No, you didn't get them 90% wrong this time, buddy. You did a little better this time, buddy. But I'm only saying buddy because I need to fill, I need to address you as something, and I don't want to be too mean. Because I'm a good man. I'm a hard-working man. I'm a Christian man, unlike you. An empty, soulless, vapid space alien who will take any and every opportunity to interfere with my show. And now you want to beg me to keep covering WWE because you love it so much and you need to have somewhere to go to get your WWE coverage. Well, why don't you get a job, huh? Why don't you get a job, bud? Why don't you get a job so you can get some cable? Why don't you get a job so you can call Comcast, get a cable deal, set up your cable, you can watch uh, you can watch USA, you can watch Fox, you can watch TNT when AEW shows up and, and, and get an idea of the other stuff that's out there. I guess I'll keep covering WWE for now, maybe a little bit, but I didn't even watch Raw and SmackDown, so you're going to have to do a little better than that. And if you're going to hide under some identity so that you can become our first patron, well, that's not going to do either, Skinner. So... What do we have to say about WWE? Well, Brock's back. I like that. I might be an unpopular opinion there. Brock has the briefcase. He's going to be he's going to be lurking around in the shadows. Brock's the only legitimately scary wrestler they got out there, so that's good enough. He's scary enough. Hold on to the briefcase and scare us, Brock. Uh, it's fine. <sighs> I tell you, folks, this stuff sometimes is more taxing than IRS. And I'm not talking about Erwin R. Schuster. WWE, sure, a lot of things happened this week in WWE. I didn't watch NXT. I didn't even really watch SmackDown. They introduced a new title, the 24-7 title, which, uh, you know, basically they're filming that on the internet. That's great. Trying to catch up to that internet presence that the Young Bucks already developed with Cody and Kenny Omega on being the elite. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great that you love WWE, Skinner. That's great that you love WWE and you uh, flock to the evil empire. It makes sense. But I don't. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of watching people like Bobby Roode get screwed. I'm tired of watching people like Finn Balor get thrown on ladders that they bounce off of. Hurting themselves. They're making them hurt themselves now, this multi-billion, million-dollar evil empire, in order to try and compete with AEW because they laughed about AEW, they poo-pooed AEW, and now poo-poo AEW has a TV deal, a pretty big one, rising like a phoenix from the ashes in the personification of the American dream against the evil empire. Let's talk about MLW Fusion. <laughs> <laughs> So this week, MLW Fusion uh, episode 56, I believe, we started off with a couple of different promos. We had Mance Warner hanging out with Sammy Callahan, pretty uh, pretty great little meeting of an odd couple hanging out together. at a cat. They were in a Caterpillar, one of those uh, forklift type of things. Sammy Callahan was hanging out in the, in the forklift, and Mance Warner was talking about how he likes light beer, and they were kind of... Uh, 
kind of bonding there. Uh, before their match with the Promociones del Dorado gang, uh, Selena de la Renta bringing out the El Hijo de L.A. Park and Ricky Martinez, they took on Mance and Sammy and Mance and Sammy. Uh, you know, where MLW has almost become an alternate universe of Impact Wrestling. Here, Sammy's kind of becoming a good guy. He hasn't spit uh, anywhere in weeks. He's hanging out with Mance. Uh, it's a match made in, in heck, uh, if you want to think of it that way, or it's just a... Uh, Two kindred spirits finding each other on the other side of the coin. And, and it was an entertaining match. They're an entertaining team. I'm uh, excited to see where this goes. We had Daga versus Minoru Tanaka, who came over from Japan and is a very famous Japanese wrestler. I've heard of him before. I believe I've watched him uh, wrestle a doll for about 10 minutes. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. Just YouTube Japanese wrestler doll wrestling a doll. Yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, we had an announcement again that the Von Erich brothers uh, are going to be coming to MLW, the Von Erich of the Von Erich dynasty, which uh, MJF uh, seemed to take a particular offense to. And our uh, our boy, our, 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 our wrestling underground hero, Hammerstone, uh, he showed up and uh, cut a little promo on Brian Pillman Jr. Guess they're going to have a match here pretty soon to decide uh, something. Well, you know, they've had a little bit of a back and forth. Uh, he, he threw Pillman Jr. through that through that table a couple weeks ago, of course, because Hammerstone, Hammerstone is so big and strong, which you can plainly see if you watch the show. And that's basically what he said in the promo. He's bigger and stronger. He's so big and strong, so much bigger and stronger than Brian Pillman Jr. They got to stand a chance. So, um... You had uh, you had uh, a match coming up later, Rich Swan versus Brian Pillman Jr. There was a there was a, a, a promo from Tom Lawler, the champion of MLW, against Avalanche. He's going to have a match with him soon. And then we had the match at the end of the show with Rich Swan and Brian Pillman Jr. Byron Myron Reed came out with Rich Swan. They both have tapes over their mouths. I guess in MLW, as opposed to Impact, Rich Swan is a little bit more of a uh, a. Uh, foul character he and sammy callahan don't have anything really going on together i don't know if he's foul he's just he runs a foul of management that's why they're wearing the tape over their mouths and they're kind of bad guys in mlw well they're just people that the audience doesn't like where he's sort of a hero on impact it's a good match um this was a good episode kind of a bridge episode but that's fine they can't all be the best episode ever even though a lot of episodes of mlw fusion are uh, this is the show to beat. As I say every week, this is the best wrestling show out there that you can watch. It's only going to take up an hour of your time. Yes, that is like NXT, but here on MLW, we got our own thing going on. The kind of thing that the WWE just can't even pretend to imitate at this point, And the kind of thing that I think AEW is going to have to do a little better job of. Though AEW could be completely different. We don't know at this time, and we're going to find out. And I, and I only have high hopes, so... Uh, let's move on to that crew. Let's talk about what they did this week. <laughs> so, uh, we had a couple couple things going on. It appears that the Road to Double or Nothing series is pretty much over. Uh, we had the Cody Gold Dust promos. Well, Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes, really. Uh, we had those promos uh, over a couple weeks, and it looks like, I mean, well, Double or Nothing's this Sunday, so it looks like the road has come to an end. There was a little bit of a commercial for Double or Nothing with Cody. Pretty entertaining stuff. Uh, there was an episode of Being the Elite. Uh, Being the Elite, um, I believe, 152? Um, 
And it's just a lead up to Double or Nothing. Uh, the big unfortunate takeaway, the big unfortunate news is that Hangman Adam Page is completely out of his match with Pac. They had a little bit of a match in Britain, in London, I believe. I, I don't know if there were visa issues with Pac, but Pac has pulled out of uh, Double or Nothing, and that match is not going to happen. Double or Nothing has been announced that it will be on Fight TV for $59.99. Now, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be able to handle a cost like that right now. Uh, as I said, uh, Space Alien years ago that now begs me to keep covering WWAE on my hashtag WrestleCast, even though I'm no fan of Vince McMahon. Now, well, uh, he kind of destroyed my uh, work that I had worked on for so long for a decade, and now I'm here uh, recording in this bedroom, and while I do uh, love uh, broadcasting. I had to return to broadcasting. I'm a third-generation broadcaster, first-generation podcaster. I've got it in my bones. I've got it in my blood. Well, I wanted to come back. And um, watching this rise of AEW up against fans, well, it's uh, very inspiring, I must say, to watch a younger generation try to come up and claim its spot amongst the older generation. While WWE is kind of unraveling, resorting to... Uh, bringing back old uh, tricks where some of the new things, um, I mean, the Firefly Funhouse is pretty good, but it's also really creepy. I Why is he saying, let me in to the kids? I don't, I think we should move away from that, guys. But anyway, I am, I did move away a little bit. I, I'll, I'll, let's move away to being the elite for now, anyway. So being the elite, we're leading up to the big event this Sunday. Um... It was, a, it was a good episode. I, I recommend watching it. This is the last episode before the show. So especially if you're going to watch the show on Fight, F-I-T-E TV, you want to watch this episode of Being the Elite. It started out with a great little thing with David Arquette. He shows up. The Bucks uh, kind of snub him. Uh, but it was good to see David Arquette. I'm a big fan. Love Ready to Rumble. Love Scream. Love Eight-Legged Freaks. Uh, we had a, a segment with, uh, Sabian uh, talking trash, or, no, 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 Sabian was, well, he was just kind of giving, he was, well, I, I didn't, I wasn't really paying attention, but, um, we had a segment where Hangman said he's not gonna be there, um, uh, what, uh, oh, the Bucks, uh, talked for a minute about doing Being the Elite, the web series, while the news show was getting up and running at TNT, of course, they're going to be very busy with TNT, so they basically just said, they don't know yet if, uh, they're gonna be able to do that, and, uh, let's just hope that they are, so what else can you say about that? Anyway, it was a good episode of Being the Elite. Uh, it ended with the Bucks uh, going over their credentials, their history with the Lucha Brothers. This may be the main event. I'm not sure. I would imagine the main event's going to be Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Um, but they went over um, their history. The Bucks themselves said that they had, uh, you know, they recapped their their belts that they've had. They've had uh, the PWG tag belts four times, they said. The ROH Ring of Honor tag belts three times. The heavyweight championships at, uh, uh, what is it, IWGP uh, Junior seven times. IWGP champs, their AAA tag champs 
as of this moment, which they took from the Lucha Brothers, which is what's leading them into the match this Sunday. It's going to be a match for the ages. In my opinion, the Lucha Brothers are the best tag team in the universe, as Phoenix has claimed in the past, even though the the uh, visage of Pentagon Jr. has uh, haunted my dreams for a few months now, a few months that we've done this show, it haunts my dreams, the space alien that pesters and antagonizes this show, uh, claims that his true form is very similar to Pentagon Jr., so you can understand the nightmares, but it's going to be great. I have high hopes for this pay-per-view, even though I might not be able to watch it uh, right at first, anyway. I'll be following along. I'll bring you the results. It's it's not a big deal. We're going to be watching when it comes on TV. I mean, it's just very exciting to see, uh, as a persona, from the bird's eye view, as I've discussed, uh, this company come together, Cody and his wife uh, making it happen. It's kind of a family affair. They're all family men. The Bucks are very family-oriented. I like it. They're kind of going a little edgy. They're uh, open to, you know, they're they're not being mean. They're not discriminatory. And hopefully they're not going to hold it against other wrestlers when they come to the promotion, such as the WWE did to the American Dream. Um, or seemingly. I mean, Dusty Rhodes had a great career at the WWE, it's true. He trained a lot of the up-and-coming talent now, which is why you assume they're so good. Mustafa Ali, Baron Cor I mean, all of them worked with Dusty Rhodes at the Performance Center in Florida at WWE, but Vince McMahon, I mean, on the surface, it definitely seems that he was not a fan, that he wanted to punish WWE. And may AEW just never make the same mistake of punishing someone good who's willing to do the work for their past, whatever it may be. Uh, especially if their past is nothing more than working for a separate promotion. Because that's just ridiculous. People gotta work in this economy. Vince McMahon seems to be the only one who doesn't understand, but what do you expect from... A billionaire who sleeps about 30 minutes a night, reportedly. Anyway, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to the pay-per-view. I'm looking forward to the response from the pay-per-view. I'm looking forward to the personification of the American dream taking on the personification of the evil empire and the personification of Darth Vader, who uh, wants to start his own football league. Can you believe it? Even though he's failed once in the past, at least Darth Vader, the personification of Darth Vader in this story anyway, isn't about to give up. Uh, but neither is Cody, neither is Dusty. Uh, it's unfortunate that the hangman Adam Page is never, not going to get to reveal his full gear. This is a... Now, that's actually pretty pretty big disappointment there. I think a, a lot of us were looking forward to seeing what, what Hangman had come up with uh, after a few months of Full Gear Challenge. All of us were... I'm, I've been participating in the Full Gear Challenge. I started jump roping again um, out, you know, out, near the, um, out near the squashes. And, uh, yeah, uh, if you're watching... I mean, if you want to send us an email, if you're going to be watching the pay-per-view and, and, and you have the time and you're a fan of the show and you want to help out the show, um, you know, if you're not going to go to patreon.com slash ringoftyranny, maybe you want to send an email, uh, ringoftyranny at gmail.com with uh, some recap of the show, what you think about the show, your thoughts. Um, you know, and we'll cover it. But it's very exciting to see this second shot and now that AEW has basically um, 
confirmed that they are in competition with Vince McMahon, that they are going to take on Vince McMahon. I mean, Cody himself said he wants to destroy the Attitude Era, or at least the perception of the Attitude Era. And, uh, you know, I can yeah, certainly you can read the subtext there. But we're going to see. We're going to see what this company does, if they're going to do. I mean, they're already different. It's already so different, isn't it? Because we are watching the personification of the American... I mean, we are watching the story of someone try to grab the American dream. And if they're not going to grab it completely, I mean, they're already pretty much there. But right now, we're watching them climb to the very top of the mountain. They're about... They're really close. They're getting really close. And it won't... They won't really necessarily totally be there until those episodes are showing on TNT. But they've gotten a lot closer than anyone, including me, thought they would in this lifetime. Um, when Vince McMahon cleaned house, he left everyone for dead. It was a uh, quote-unquote red wedding of the wrestling uh, industry back in the late 80s. And now the son of one of the scorned, one of the most scorned, one of the most visibly famous and visibly scorned, has come back uh, to gain retribution. And with him, he's bringing a lot. And we're getting to follow along while the Bucks and Kenny and Cody and Tony Khan put this thing together and make it big. And props to Tony Khan. Uh, thank you, sir, for letting the Bucks continue uh, putting out this show. Because it's the way they connect with the fans. It's great. It's great for the wrestling community. I do want to mention, however, that... You know, even with all these great things, even with everything coming together, even with this coalescence of different factors of positivity and positive change coming together, there is, uh, there are a few things that kind of stick in my craw. Some hashtag WrestleSpiracies, if you will. And I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if it's because no one wanted to give us credit that I have to bring this up again. But I feel like I do. And even though everyone's already taken this idea and run with it over the internet and with their, you know, here at Ring of Tyranny, we may not have fancy logos. We may not have fancy directors. We may not even have fancy titles for the two or three people that participate in putting this operation together. Well, we have an executive producer, we have a host. But I guess those are titles, but we don't have any kind of backing. We don't have any kind of claims to being legitimate journalists. No. You come here for the best in professional wrestling news and opinion. And that's what we give you. We don't make claims. This isn't a truth-telling operation. But I am almost positive. I would almost bat my foot that CM Punk will show up at Double or Nothing. That there are a few big surprises left in Cody Rhodes' cannon. And we're going to see it happen. Surprisingly, I haven't seen that much promotion for the Jericho-Kenny Omega match. But I'll tell you what. We were the first to come up with the prediction, with the idea, that CM Punk would show up at Double or Nothing. About a month ago, we put this prediction forward, and even though those quote-unquote legitimate news sites with their legitimate logos, with their legitimate titles, with their legitimizing uh, corporate wrestle speak with their tweets 
about their headlines and their stories, even though they wanted to run with our prediction and claim it as their own that CM Punk would show up at Double or Nothing. Well, I just want to reiterate, because it was my prediction, because I do use the skills that I developed at, at, at Datafight, my truth-telling sniffing skills, my, 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 I'm sniffing out the truth. I'm getting under deep, I'm getting under the deepest rocks, I'm getting in the dirt, and I'm sniffing out the truth here. And I use my abilities that I developed, my uh, skills that I developed in chasing the truth and uncovering the secrets of a corrupt government. In uncovering the secrets of a corrupt government to protect an innocent populace, to bring that innocent populace the knowledge they needed to protect themselves. That's what I bring to this operation. And what my skills that I developed, I have deduced that CM Punk will be a double or nothing. He will. If you want to take it again, and you want to run with it again, and pretend you came up with the idea, well, go ahead. Tell everyone else that you think CM Punk will be a double or nothing, too. If you want to tell them under your little logos, go ahead. Just go ahead. Don't even bother giving us credit. You already ran with it. You didn't. But I'll tell you what. I'm cementing it right. I might even put it in the description of this show. So that when CM Punk does show up at Double or Nothing. When he does. Everyone will know that Alan Johns at Ring of Tyranny. Was the first one a month ago. To make that prediction. And for that. He deserves, um, I don't know, a t-shirt or something, maybe. Give me an AAW t-shirt. I like it. Um, that's pretty much it for the show. I mean, they're not. We're, we're anticipating AEW here. I mean, Money in the Bank happened. Brock's back. I love Brock. I love the Beast. I'm terrified of the Beast. But uh, it's all about AEW this weekend. So happy, uh, happy pay-per-view viewing. Kind of old school. Kind of jumping back to the old school, though. I, I remember paying more around $30 for WWF, even when it was still called that pay-per-views. Uh, not 60 Maybe for WrestleMania, which I guess this is what this is an alternative. We'll see. Uh, we got the pod, uh, pod champ awards. Um, didn't really write these down, but um, just off the top of my head, um, I'd say the pod champion of the week is Cody Rhodes. The pod women's champion of the week is, is Brandy Rhodes. Pod match of the week, well, heck, go either AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank 2019 or that men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Holy cow, that was brutal. Parts of that, uh, very stagey, sure, but... Man, Finn Balor. Give it to Finn Balor for taking the beating of a lifetime. I said ow uh, quite a few times. I, I Honestly, I get, I get cringy, and I'm not sure I want to watch that uh, when they're really going for it like that. But it was a good match. Check it out. Historic. Probably not as historic as AEW's Double or Nothing will be this weekend. Honestly, what is? Um, thank you for listening to the show. We really appreciate everything uh, you guys do. Send us an email at ringoftyranny, R-I-N-G-O-F-T-R-A-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y at gmail.com, ringoftyranny at gmail.com. Or join the great TEC Tech, be it, at Patreon. Become our second patron. Go ahead. Uh, we got a little bit of a, of a boost here. We hope you enjoyed the show this week. Come back for more coverage. Um, don't let the dweebus hit you on the way out. 
Thank you for listening to Ring of Tyranny, the only WrestleCast in the hashtag WrestleCast Nation, hosted by an ex-truth teller such as Alan Johns. Uh, We thank you for listening. We apologize for the alien interference. If you want to support the show, you know, um, maybe up the production budget so we can do things like uh, edit in time or even maybe bring you more episodes of more uh, shows during the week in the future if possible or maybe even just kind of a little budget to help fight uh, space alien interference which as you know is a problem with this show send us an email ringoftyranny at jmail.com or go to patreon.com slash ringoftyranny to support and Alan wants you all to know he loves his little warriors. So thanks for listening to the show and good night. <laughs> <laughs>